Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me Majid Magarban, who is the founder of Expert Speaker, and his website is expertspeaker.com. So Majid, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. My stage name, Jen, is Majid Like Magic. Love it. <laughs> Majid Like Magic. I dig it. I dig it. Well, uh, I thought I'd start by asking, it's a new year. How's uh, 2021 treating you so far? Oh man, best year yet. Um, you know, the pandemic made me really rethink everything, what's really important. And um, it's amazing that all the world's a stage now. I mean, we can be on stage everywhere with our laptops and phones and the impact we can have is incredible. In fact, at the beginning of the pandemic, I was supposed to MC an event with 200 uh, doctors wow. and they had to cancel it. But they didn't cancel it. They just went online. And instead of 200, they had 3,000. There you go. So I'm emceeing a 3,000-person event, and it was supposed to be an annual event. And they said, that was so, success so successful. Let's do another one. The next one was 10,000. I'll put a plug in. It's called Perfect Practice Live for functional medicine doctors. And here I am emceeing an event for 10,000 people. Um, yeah. yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I think that's a – you know, it's interesting because – I personally feel relieved that everything has gone virtual because I'm an introvert and just the whole like preparation to show up somewhere, like even to just show up to a coffee shop to see a friend, it, it just, it was just like a lot. And so I like how virtual has been normalized to work because my husband and I, you know, outside of what I do here, we do, we do work virtually. We we always have, um, it just, almost, it just almost seemed like a little taboo. So I feel like the, the pandemic really, um, you know, normalized it and, uh, made it a necessity because of course we have to practice like social distancing. And so it's great to hear for you considering how, you know, you really help entrepreneurs give presentations, um, that, like you said, it's been a great year for you. And it sounds like the pandemic has a lot to do with it. Yeah. And honestly, I, I wouldn't have believed you if, if you told me I was going to be running a virtual public speaking coaching practice. Mm -hmm. um, but it's amazing. We're, we're all public speaking all day long, even though we're actually alone, you know, yeah. by ourselves yeah. in our, in our, um, in our homes, we're speaking to the virtual attendees. We're speaking to the uh, viewers of the video of the future. Mm -hmm. um, and we need to practice these skills. And, you know, we have this stage here, which is just this box of, of video. So it actually kind of changes how we gesture and how we use our body. Uh, but a lot of the, you know, the communication principles are the same. How do we be understood? How do we get, deliver a message that's unforgettable? And how do we deliver a message that inspires action? Mm -hmm. In the case of business owners, how do we inspire the action of getting our potential customers to make the decision to buy? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and, and talk about that, Majid, and a little bit more about what you do. So as I mentioned, you like to help entrepreneurs give presentations that get high ticket clients. You teach your clients how to land uh, speaking opportunities and um, really getting into the right, getting in front of the right audience. Now, one thing I especially like about what you do, Majid, is you actually you know train your clients to give emotional stories, like include emotional stories into their presentations. Tell me about that and what the significance is of incorporating emotional stories into their presentations. 
Well, you know, my sales coach taught me long ago, people buy on emotion and justify with logic. Mm. And so when we sell, we can give all the logic in the world. But if we don't have the emotional buy-in from the buyer, they're not going to say yes. Mm -hmm. So people buy on emotion and they justify with logic. Well, what is the one tool that consistently and predictably can generate the right emotions in other people? That is story. Mm. The way our brains work is we... We don't, we turn off our critical brain that's uh, evaluating, is this true? Is this not true? When we we do that with like facts and figures and and, um, features and benefits, we're evaluating. But Mm -hmm. in a story, we're just seeing the story happen. Mm -hmm. So I work with a lot of holistic doctors, for example, Mm -hmm. and they might be selling a weight loss program. And if you want to teach weight loss, you might talk about metabolism and calories and how the body works and everything. And then they're sort of learning and evaluating on a critical, logical level. Mm -hmm. But if you want to show weight loss about a patient who came to them who was just sick and tired of being sick and tired of and having the section in their closet with all the skinny clothes that they used to wear and how they feel <laughs> that it's dragging their confidence and how they feel they get brain fog every afternoon mm-hmm. after lunch. And then they tell the story of the patient who came in and did went through one of their protocols. And then at the end, they're feeling full of energy and full of life. And they got a promotion at the job and they found the soulmate love of their life. And it's all thanks to your weight loss program. That story gets people so emotionally bought in that they go, sign me up. And this is why this is why I help people sell high ticket, because the clients that I work with, they sell their services sometimes 10, 20, 30 times more expensive than their competition. That doesn't make logical sense. Mm. That only it feels right because the patient goes, I want to work with you. I don't even see any other service providers. That's the power of having a really powerful emotional connection to the speaker. I really like that. It's like, if you can really draw people in with an emotional story, um, you might as well, you know, offer a high ticket item because at that point they're convinced that they'll get whatever they need, whatever that story they resonated with. They feel like they can probably attain that themselves through you. And so the price doesn't, doesn't always necessarily matter in a sense. So it's, or they're willing to work with the price, you know, to be able to get access to that. And here's an interesting thing about price. Let's say there's three weight loss programs. Mm -hmm. One's called $500. One's $5,000 and one's Mm $50,000. Which one do you think works the best? Oh, the 50K. Exactly. You see how high price brings more confidence? Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) It's like, I just immediately knew (laughs) it was, it wasn't even like, I don't even know what's in that program, but you're right. It's like something about that high price makes it feel like, oh, you're going to get what you're asking. You're going to get what you're paying for. Yeah. Yeah. No, very awesome. And uh, I think it's interesting also that you uh, work with holistic doctors. Tell us, how did you come into this space to work with them specifically? You know, 12 years ago, I started my professional speaking career as a traveling motivational speaker, talking about things like leadership and Mm -hmm. sales and uh, all sorts of different topics until um, there was a bit of a health challenge in my family. My mother was diagnosed bipolar Mm. and she was put on lithium pills that turned her basically into a zombie, kind of just like nobody's home. 
Yeah. And that's sort of the, that was the approach of the conventional medical system that she went to. The doctor just said, take these pills. And then she comes back and the doctor says, take these other pills for the side effects, side effects of the first pills. And you're just on this pills forever program. Yeah. Well, one day, uh, my mother's friend saw a sign in a coffee shop for a, po a poster for a free workshop <laughs> that a holistic doctor was putting on called the gut brain connection, how mm. the food you eat affects your mental health. And she went to that workshop and she heard the word bipolar mentioned mm -hmm. and she thought about my mom. And so when she came home, she said to my mom, I think you should go see this doctor. Mm -hmm. And so this holistic doctor, doctor asked my mother a question that nobody had ever asked her. Mm -hmm. She said, what are you eating? And my mother was like, what does that have to do with my mental health? Well, it turns out it has a whole lot to do with her <laughs> mental health. So right. Uh, she cleaned up her diet and basically healed herself of the the bipolar issues and got off the pills and we got mom back. And I thought, well, thank goodness that person put on that workshop. And I decided I'm going to apply all of the skills that I've developed in public speaking and marketing myself as a speaker and knowing how speakers generate sales. And I'm going to apply those skills to this profession that I have a, a great affinity for. And so you know, my clients, holistic doctors, they put on presentations to educate their community mm -hmm. about being healthier. And a percentage of those uh, attendees of their talks will become clients. Mm. And unlike conventional doctors that might have insurance or might be part of the hospital system, my clients are, are entrepreneurs that need to, you know, convince their clients that it's worth five, 10, sometimes even more thousand dollars to sign up for a holistic health program that's not covered by insurance. So that requires um, some compelling marketing and they did not go to school for marketing. They didn't go to school for public speaking. They went to school for the holistic healthcare that they practice. So I helped them put together the presentations that attract those high-end clients. That's so powerful considering how, you know, I personally have um, favored alternative med medicine and holistic um I guess, options compared, you know, as opposed to the hospital, because I had found even for myself personally, um, just the benefits of being able to even just focus on the food that you're eating, you know, <laughs> like, yes. like for me, I, for example, like I don't drink tap water. I drink high pH water because I've come to find that in the years I've drank it, I haven't gotten sick, <laughs> mm. you know, but the doctors won't tell you that. Right. Or at least our, our traditional medicine won't necessarily tell you that they'll say, Hey, here's a pill, you know, here's a, here's a prescription. Um, yep. and it is what it is there. Obviously there's a whole probably reason why that is what it is. But the point is that we know that there is value in our holistic doctors. And I really love that, you know, you're helping them, um, you know, tell these compelling stories and do these compelling uh, presentations to really see the benefit of what they actually do. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Majid, when you help your clients, there are three things you integrate into helping with them. You, the lifestyle, personal identity, and personal brand. Can you uh, give us a little breakdown of those, those three areas that you use to help your clients? Yeah. Um, well, I believe that, uh, you know, being in business is your personal development program. It's your spiritual journey. It's your life. It's your lifestyle. And so, I help my clients design the lifestyle that they're going to love their business because a lot of times people fail in business, not because um, their business isn't a good business or their product isn't a good product, but they just start to trap themselves by their own business. In fact, mm -hmm. I wrote a book called the small business trap on this exact phenomenon. Mm -hmm. 
And so if we start by what does your ultimate lifestyle look like um, and your business really enhances that lifestyle, that's really the foundation of designing the right business. Mm-hmm. And designing the right business means choosing the right clients. So one of the things that we work on is we say, well, if you could work with any kind of patients or any kind of clients, who would they be? And then once we choose that person, um, then we can really build the right messaging to attract that right kind of person. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're attracting the wrong people in your business, it's because your messaging is off. You're you're attracting the people who are attracted to your message. The message needs to be adjusted to be more resonant with the right kind of person. Mm-hmm. The next thing I think you mentioned, so lifestyle, personal brand. Yes. So personal brand, really, it's your story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are many facets to your story and which part of your story you choose to focus on is which one is going to resonate with your ideal client. Mm-hmm. To resonate with your ideal client, they hear your story and they go, gosh, I want to work with you because you're a lot like me. Yeah. We have the same values. I see myself in you. So Mm -hmm. once we know who we're trying to attract, then we can look at what part of your story are we going to emphasize to to really create that resonance? So lifestyle, personal brand. And what was the third one? A personal identity. Personal identity. So Mm -hmm. this is an interesting thing is that a lot of people want to be speaking. They Mm want to be presenting and teaching. They want to be on bigger stages, but they don't see themselves there. They don't see themselves as being worthy of being interviewed on a podcast with tens or hundreds of thousands of listeners. They -hmm. don't see themselves worthy as being the headline speaker at the big conference. And so what I do, it's a little bit woo-woo, but we kind of go into some time travel and Mm -hmm. we, we go into that future and we see that future version of you actually delivering that talk, making that impact, making those hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars. And then we actually invite that future version of you for you to embody right now. So in other words, be the person who is on the speaking circuit, be the person who is getting invited to those big speaking opportunities and act as that person now, not pretending, but be that person right now. So that's like a real true identity upgrade. And what I learned as a public speaking coach is I can give someone all the skills, tools, strategies, tactics, but if they don't see themselves Mm -hmm. actually there, it's not going to work. So it's it's actually a significant piece of the puzzle. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, that's amazing. Um, there are definitely times where, like, I thought to myself of like, oh, what you know, what what would a what I what would I talk about on a big stage? And I start to think about it, and I'd get like really emotional about it. <laughs> you know, yeah. I imagine that that maybe maybe your clients have a similar experience of like, oh, this is like the message that I want to convey, and and it's like you know, you're imagining your future self like just talking in front of a ton of people, and I can imagine it could be an emotional experience for some clients to you know, to envision that for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that when you prepare a speaker, there's a couple of things that you help them in in regards to delivering a powerful message. Um, Some of them, some of these questions here that I have listed are, you know, who are they now? Um, Who have they become and who are they becoming? Um, You know, and I think that also ties in with, um, you know, trying to figure out what their personal identity is. Um, I I wanted to get your thoughts on that too, on just kind of like the power of those questions that you ask your clients. You know, I was cleaning out my house the other day. You ever read the book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up? Is that with, is that Marie? Um, Marie, Marie Kondo. Kondo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, I'm going through my bookshelf. I'm letting go of books and I'm asking myself, does this spark joy? Does this spark joy? Mm-hmm. And what I'm really doing is I'm asking myself, who am I now? Yeah. 
Because who was I when I got this book? Whoever was the guy who got this book thought it would be a good idea to have that book, but I'm not that guy anymore. Yeah. And so what remains on my bookshelf is the books that are relevant and meaningful to me now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I touched on this when, when we talked about last year in the pandemic and like what really matters mm-hmm. and let everything else go. So oftentimes in business, we, you know, we take on things, we take on projects, we join clubs, we build things, and then we keep them, but they're not really us anymore. Yeah. So we need to ask ourselves the question now, who am I now and who am I becoming? And I really like to play with that future vision. Mm-hmm. And I like to play with the elasticity of the timeline mm-hmm. where I say, my 10-year goal is this, but how could I achieve my 10-year goal in the next six months? Yeah. Doesn't that, doesn't it, that's kind of like interesting and innovative and exciting. So who am I now and who am I becoming? Because, you know, we have to-do lists, mm-hmm. projects and stuff to do. We want to have these achievements, but I think a better question is who do I want to be? Mm. And when you be that person now, everything else is easier. When you be the person who is impacting millions now, everything else is easier. As opposed to a lot of people are stuck in a state of want. Mm -hmm. I want to do more speaking. I want to have a bigger impact. But you be the person who's having the bigger impact and everything else happens according to your own identity. You can't outperform your own identity. (laughs) You can't right. outperform your own identity. So when you choose who you want to be, make sure all these goals and achievements and to-dos uh, fall underneath that this is what that person does. This is that what that person is. I am that person. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking about this with my husband the other day. He said like, he had this epiphany from some book he was reading. He's like, we're not human doings. We're human beings. Yes. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's deep. That's deep. Yes, that's deep. <laughs> Um, awesome. Well, Majid, thank you for uh, just elaborating on that. And, uh, you know, I, I obviously I feel like we've only scratched the surface to just your wealth of wisdom and um, the, the good work that you do for your clients. I do want to end on a on on a note here that an action item for our listeners to contemplate on. And uh, you have here, I have written down, the more you speak, the more you speak. And I know that sounds obvious or it sounds it's kind of like, wait a minute, of course, the more I speak, the more I speak. But why don't you elaborate on what that means for you and, and how you explain that to your clients? Yeah. um, You know, one of my early mentors in the professional speaking business said, um, you know, your speech is good when every time you speak, you get three more invitations Mm. to deliver more talks. If you're not getting invitations to deliver more talks, it probably means you're not hitting hitting the right message with your speech. Mm -hmm. When you get invited to speak somewhere, people see you speaking. And then they go, oh, there's Majid speaking again. Mm-hmm. We're looking for a speaker. Oh, I know a guy, Majid speaks. Mm-hmm. You know, when people see me on a podcast, they go, oh yeah, Majid does podcast interviews. I should interview him on my podcast. And so right. the more people see you speak, the more people invite you to speak, and then more people invite you to speak. And so where do you start? I started at the local Rotary Club with like eight mm. people in a church basement. And then one of the people in the out of eight from the local Rotary Club says, hey, I'm um, I'm the vice president of HR at this technology company. We would love to have you present at our next team building meeting. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I present at the next team building meeting. And then someone from there says, hey, you know, I run a men's group. Would you be interested in speaking there? And yes, the more I speak, the more I speak. And 
you build your audience one speech at a time. Mm-hmm. So say yes to opportunities to speak, seek out opportunities to speak, and it builds momentum. Yeah. Beautifully said. Yeah. Wow. Majid, I feel very optimistic and hopeful and uh, excited for even my own speaking career to just speak more. I mean, I guess part of why I do podcasting is for that reason as well. It's like, oh, yes. Jen speaks, let's get her to speak. But yes. I love that. The more you speak, the more you speak. I feel like that should be a t-shirt for you or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Majid, it's been such a pleasure having you here on The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. Any closing thoughts before we go? Well, I want to invite the listener if they'd like to learn um, how to grow your business and attract more clients with public speaking. I wrote a book and I give it away for free and Mm -hmm. you can get it at expertspeakerbook.com. I also set some time aside every week to work with people who are interested in working with me and help them pull out their story. And I set those times aside for free. Those are strategy calls and you can get a strategy call with me at expertspeaker.com slash apply. So free strategy call with me, expertspeaker.com slash apply, free book, expertspeakerbook.com. And if you want to get out there and start speaking, the more you speak, the more you speak. So to begin, begin. Let's get started. Perfect. Well, on that note, founder of expert speaker, Majid Mogaraban. Majid, thanks again for joining us. I've really enjoyed our conversation here today on The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. Thanks, Jen. Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence each month. We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.